Good Monday morning, you bastards. This is Matt Hodell checking in. Hey guys, it's Jonathan. How's everyone doing today, Jonathan? What a week. Oh God. Actually, it's been a normal week. I don't know why I said it like that. I know, but I feel like this time change has like really hit. It is so pointless. I don't get it. Do like, you know why it's that Well, way? it's from the farmers, right? I thought it was from golf courses. Golf courses? Yeah, so that you, you could have your tea time and, and still be able to play and have enough sunlight. No, well, no, it's from farmers because farmers somehow ruin everything. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're the ones that give us like the, the summers, right? When we were in school. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. So that'll be, we'll have to look that one up. All I know is it's completely pointless. And that's kind of crazy to think that golfers have that much power to change time. Well, it's, what's even weirder is the fact that an hour shift can have such a huge impact. Such a huge impact. And like a big impact on what? On morning routines? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's off. The funny thing about the morning routine is, is that we normally show up here and we try to get here around six and Jonathan texts me. And today I showed up. Did you know I showed up early today? Yeah. <laughs> I showed up at 530 this morning oh, God. and I get a text at 630. I just woke up. So there you go. The time change has screwed up the routine. Everything. <laughs> no big deal though. We just roll with it. Oh. Jonathan, have you ever been stifled and had to rely on routines? Have you ever been stumped? Have you ever sat down to draw? Yeah, and I, I felt so overwhelmed because I I didn't know how to get out of that rut. How to how to you know you you go I'm gonna be creative, uh, I'm gonna do something. And sometimes I think I don't know what do you think's worse when you have a deadline that a project's due for or when you just know you have free time to draw. Free time to draw for me, I can pull off of the the oh shit aspect of the deadline and that kind of kickstarts me into right. things but right. just like the free time to draw is like the worst right totally yeah. i think that um you know for me like my it's funny because i have like a routine for deadlines right yeah and it's brainless oh yeah you know and i have a place that i draw at home and i got a place i draw at the shop and it's totally brainless um it doesn't relieve anxiety it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't make the drawing easier, no. but I kind of, I, 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 we also have the luxury of someone giving us a little bit of structure within the drawing aspect where they say, I want, I don't know, I want a, a dragon, I want a, I want a fighting a warrior, I want a blah, blah, blah. And we oh, go, yeah. okay, I know what I'm working with. But there's something about like giving yourself personal goals and sitting down to draw. Yeah. And you kind of just get bump lost, mm -hmm. right? Well, it's so, it's so isolating because it's just you. You know, it's kind of like you sitting down and there's this vast expanse in front of you. And it's like, you're this explorer, but you're the only one there. Nobody's got your back. It's just you, just your thoughts, like everything that you've surrounded yourself with. But it's so, it's so alienating. And then you're just like, where do I go? What do I, what am I supposed to do? Well, yeah. you know, today I wanted to talk a little bit about relieving that anxiety, that anxiety in our, um, and it's, it's almost like the difference. I want to introduce the idea of a ritual versus a routine. Mm. A routine is something that we do. It's a, it's a predetermined set of steps um, and like a list of steps that you do. Yeah. And you go through them and you, and you don't really think about them. You just do them. It's a routine. It's like a, a nighttime routine. Starting the car is a routine. Right. And you don't even like, you don't put any, any thought. In. And the idea of a routine is it, it relieves stress. Mm -hmm. 
But the idea I want to introduce is a ritual. And a ritual is similar to a routine, but its intent is a little bit different. The intent is to create positive energy um, and enjoyment along with that structure of a routine. Cool. Get what I'm laying down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, um, it kind of takes the, the romantic... Um, spontaneous roll out of all of it and it kind of gives you a step-by-step structure that is going to benefit you in a positive way yeah it's a structure that you can get a little bit more involved with you can get really you know we can explain this more I guess but it's a structure that you know step-by-step you get more involved in I think you mentioned that earlier where it was like we were talking about routines where a routine is you don't think about anything that's the point is it's but but when you have a ritual um you actually think about each step and how you're going to carry that out and present for each moment of it oh that's a great way to put it yeah you're definitely more present and i I think there's there's things you can do within a, a ritual that that make it so it's not maybe necessarily more efficient but it's more um i was like more 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 involved more like you said each, more present each each step has a particular purpose for it rather than like oh i i put the toilet paper roll on a particular way just because that's the way i've always done it instead you're like i'm putting the toilet paper roll on this way because this is how i pulled the toilet paper off right you know you're 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 cognitively thinking of the process as you're going through. or like just if you're a businessman and you, and, and you find yourself in a business world but you have this complete disattachment to note taking during meetings mm. and one day you show up with a nicer big uh, instead of a big pen that you would normally use one day you show up with like more of a fountain pen right where the, the enjoyment of each stroke of the letter makes you become more involved and more active right because it, it, it drops you back into your your cognitive of the process of writing you're not just mindlessly on autopilot to where it's like i hear words and they go straight to my paper instead like since you have this change in your routine right it's making you think of like i'm forming all these letters because i have to think about it because this tool is making me think about it just you talking about it makes me think about the downward stroke of of a capital h as i'm writing something down and just instead of just like that autopilot of scribbling right you know i could see you could get more involved and have a little bit more energy and i think you just said it yourself the mindlessness the whole point of a ritual is to move out of your mind and more into your heart, which mm. brings us back to sitting down to that blank canvas or that blank sketchbook and, you know, getting more, uh, um, getting more present with, with the task at hand. And the task at hand in this particular case is creating art or getting, uh, <clears throat> getting out our visual literacy onto paper and really like pulling that out of us and and i think by having this ritual by having a ritual i mean and you know it's each each their own oh yeah but having a ritual the byproduct of that as you sit down and so i would like let's try to create a scenario and i'll I'll, like i don't know what what yours would be but mine would be something like um i have a ritual that i have a certain spot on the couch mm. and I like to clean everything off around it first. I know this is, sounds dumb, but you, you know, sound like not, one of those birds of paradise that's come yeah. up. You're like, I'm going to tidy up my little it section is. and do my dance. 
But it, there's there's a place that I like everything to be, yeah. and it's the it's like like it sounds dumb, but I have a I, I like to watch um, uh, videos while mm. I draw sometimes. Okay. So I put the remote control like at a perfect parallel to the edge of the the um, side table, oh, right. and it sounds dumb, but I plug the my 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 laptop up a certain way. I I have a I have a pillow that I like to use that I rest in my lap and I, and I use my Cintiq and I set my Cintiq on there. And then I have like the case for the pin that the stylus and mm -hmm. I put that, I mean, there, there's all these like little weird things that I do, but each time I do one of those steps, it brings me more and more into this almost tunnel vision of I'm getting ready to do something. Oh yeah. You know, I don't really know how to explain it other than, other than that. I mean, do you have something? It's almost like, like you're, you're, you're paying homage to the process. Right. You know, it's like you're, you're kind of, because each environment has its own energy, right? So mm -hmm. if, if you're doing right by that environment to kind of set up and prep for it, like you're, you're kind of keying into all the things that are around you and you can, you can draw from that energy. So let me just back up real quick. And this is where things get hokey because you say each environment has its own energy. Now, if you question that, I want you to go to the DMV and try to draw. You know what I mean? It is like, like, it's like the Ghostbusters pinnacle point of all everything. You know, oh, this, yeah. this is the center of tension and confusion, you know, like that's where everything blows up, you know? Right. And if you can draw there, you know, then you can draw anywhere pretty much. If you can write there, you can write anywhere, but hang out at something like that. Yeah. You know, you're trying to, at least in my process, I'm trying to avoid chaos. I have some people, if you, if you thrive off chaos or if mm -hmm. you think you thrive off chaos, that might be an environment that works best for you. Like drawing well, on the subway or something. That, that's another thing too, to kind of consider as well. Like a lot of times it can just be like you're in the wrong environment for what you're trying to accomplish. It's true. You know, like we, as artists, like we do, we're, we're talking about energy, right? So you pull from different pools of energy. So like a lot of times it's like maybe maybe it's time to like switch up your room, like totally rearrange it or find a different room or find a new location and find that right energy that you can kind of tap into. Right? Yeah. Yes. I did that again. What? I go, yes. I did that like last episode where I come in all official. Yes, you're correct, Jonathan. Next speaker. And the judge says. <laughs> you know, um, the thing about, about the ritual, mm. this is the other part, about consciously being in each moment for where you put your pen, where you put your brush, where mm. you set your lights up, the order you turn the lights on in your art room. You know the the way you sit down, the shoes you're gonna wear when you want to draw. And this is a just side note. In the mornings when I draw, I get up at you know we've said this a lot. I get up early. I get up at yeah. five. I actually don't draw until I'm fully dressed and ready for the day. Like oh, I can't yeah. get out of bed and go over there in my slippers and start drawing. I have to. That's rule number one of being self-employed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but in the same token, and that the ritual also provides a barrier between the real world mm. and where you're trying to go with your mind because the real world can suck energy from you oh yeah you know and if you've had a bad day or you know i think busy people don't get all day long to draw sometimes like my personal drawing time is nine o'clock at night 
You know how much stuff can happen from 5 in the morning to 9 o'clock at night? How many bad things and good things and bad things again? Oh, yeah. And if the last thing that I listened to was something bad in my life, like, you know, dealing with, like, you know, my CPA needs these forms I can't even pronounce. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't handle this. That ritual will get me out of that moment mm-hmm. and get me into the now, get me present, bring, you know, turn the anxiety off. It's going to turn, it's going to get me more in touch with my thoughts. It's going to get me more in touch with my feelings. And it's going to let me leave a lot of that, we'll just call it garbage. Because it is. It's just garbage you're leaving behind. To to think about the fact that, like, you're expecting yourself to come out of that. Like, maybe it was a fight that you had. Or, like you said, just a a rough day. Like, to, to expect you to be able to kind of take that and then switch gears into something creative that has absolutely nothing to do with that right it's so daunting and overwhelming like you that's why we're kind of talking about this is this these are things that we do to combat this right you know and setting setting up these this ritual these processes this uh idea of being mindful of each step is to combat everything that happens outside of what we do so we can focus on exactly what we need to accomplish we we even have developed this kind of a little bit spoken but a little bit unspoken ritual with getting ready for this podcast Mm. and it starts with we know we do it on fridays we know we do it in the morning so it's like you already have time put aside for the ritual yeah then when we get here you know usually you have your things you do and i have my things i do but they were, you know, it's from setting up the microphone, setting up the interface, setting up the computer, making a new. And then there's other things that we've learned along the way that we've introduced to our ritual. And I think that's what's cool about if you start a ritual, whatever ritual you want to start, start really simple. Yeah. Start really simple. Yeah. And then you can figure out ways to add or take away parts of your ritual depending on if they really do get in touch with your heart or your, or your you know, it's always a learning. Energy. It's always a learning process. Yeah, right? like you keep it simple, and then you're like, "Oh, well, if I did this this way instead, then it's going to make it a lot easier." Or doing this process does nothing. I think me. we learned one of the things was uh, the so we use a laptop to record, yeah. and it would go into sleep mode and stop recording. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we just hugely beneficial. In a, yeah, in an awkward <laughs> way we. We, you know, we learned from that and added turning off the screensaver, turning off the power saver, and we added that to our ritual. And it's a, ch- it's, it's like a, almost like a checklist to a certain extent. And do you remember when we first started doing these podcasts, like the anxiety that we had? Oh yeah. It, like, is this going to even come through? Are we even going to be understood? Can we even tried to do video. Yeah, and that was we removed that from the ritual because it was just we overcom. I think we really did. We overcomplicated yeah. the beginnings of it, and now we've got it. We've got it to a pretty pure form. I'm going to do a shameless plug here really quick. <laughs> Not even a plug. I'm just going to outright ask for money. <laughs> we are recording on lapel mics, t- you know, on, onto our chest. Radio Shack. Yeah. I mean, these things, like, like cost less than a Big Mac, you know. If anybody wants to, like, throw some money our way so we can buy real microphones, like, if you dig the podcast, we would love to put new microphones into our ritual. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Is that manipulating? I don't know, sure if that's... <laughs> We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, I think you you had when we first discussed doing a podcast about um, the process mm. of art. You had mentioned something 
I can't remember the words you used, but relying on the process. Explain that again. Yeah, because I heard it in an interview um, where this other artist was basically talking about how he he realized that he was getting frustrated with things like raising his kids and like just the monotony of it was just burning him out. And so he realized that instead, like, if I take the time to think about, like, I'm going to be in the moment and the process of raising my kids instead of treating it like a chore, like, oh, I, I have to be around for this. Mm-hmm. It made all the difference for him. And I was like, that, that it just resonated with me. It's like, if, I, if I'm getting burnt out on, like, oh, I've got to do this other drawing, I've got to accomplish this this week, and it, it just starts to feel so overwhelming. Whereas if I switch into like, well, I'm gonna get my reference together. I'm gonna make my folders. I'm gonna create my projects. I'm gonna get all this stuff together and enjoy each stage of it. Mm-hmm. Then, oh my goodness, then the, the pressure, for me, it felt like the pressure was off. I think you lift yourself up, you know, instead of feeling like you're digging yourself out. You change your perspective for sure. Yeah. Well, and so just like you talking about the the reference part just triggered something in me. Like that's part of my my ritual is how I find my reference, mm. where I look for my reference, getting my reference together. And there's a there's a small feeling of accomplishment even oh, when, yeah. you, when you get all that done. And I don't I don't feel like oh something I have to do. It's like yeah. I enjoy looking for different ways someone's tackled a particular problem or yeah. you know stuff stuff like that. I mean I don't really know what you know, peacock feet look like. I've got to go look for them. And right. then there's a process oh, yeah. to looking for them. And it is, it's like a miniature ritual. Yeah. Yeah, no, because it, it, you realize that if you're taking enjoyment from all the process of creating art, instead of like the final stage when you finish your project and you're like, oh, I finished it. And you look at it. That is such a fleeting moment. Yes. You know, because it, you're like, it's done. And like maybe for a couple of minutes you get to look at it until you start analyzing it and breaking it well, down Well, especially again. If, if the process felt like a sprint. Yeah. If it felt like, you know, this anxiety and this ball of confusion of just like, I just need to get in there and just, mm. just give me a minute to figure all this out. Like somebody just jumps on the paper on the canvas and they're just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just freaking out. Like. There is something to be said about gesture drawings and thumbnail drawings. I'm not taking away from that. But what I'm saying is is that the feeling you have, the energy you have, the lack of anxiety that you'll have Mm. before you get to those energetic moments of gesture drawing or thumbnail drawings instead of confusing and highly anxious moments of gesture drawing. And, and, And I think you can tell a difference. Like when you're struggling... And you go to do uh, gesture drawings. Have you ever noticed that you'll draw the same shape over and over and over again? Oh, yeah. You know, so you're trying to lay out, um, and I don't know, pick a composition, whether it's a landscape composition or whether it's a, an action. Like, take a, I usually, my fallback is a, a, a guy pitching. Okay. That's the ultimate expression of, of, of explosion of energy. Mm. It's because you can put a pitcher in a lot of different, a baseball pitcher, in a lot of different poses. Right. But there's the pre-release of energy and the post-release of energy. When he whips that ball off his knuckles, I mean that's that's a powerful movement. And you know, if you if you're trying to capture that in small gesture drawings and you're just anxious and confused, you'll just draw the same stroke 
over and over again from hand to foot, hand to foot. You yeah. know, and that character. Because well, you're you're not there yet. You're not. Mm-hmm. You don't have that connection. So you're trying to you're trying to hope that that connection with pen to paper yeah. will bring you into that moment. And that's a that's a key point. Is that you're using the drawing to get you into the moment. What right. if you were already in the moment? Way before you started drawing, mm-hmm. decisions we, are made for us a long time before we actually do them. You know, oh, yeah. and we talked about this earlier too uh, in another episode about confidence mm-hmm. too, and how that it plays into it. Like, if you're already centered and you have yourself present, then you're so much more confident. You're like, this line goes here. You know, you can almost visualize exactly what you're doing before you're doing it, which is the ultimate goal, right? Right. It's almost, you know, how do you get, and I think that's, what do you hear all the time when, when aspiring artists or even our, um, our clients say, I just don't know how to get it from my brain to the paper. Mm-hmm. And there's, you can learn technique, you can learn how to professionally sharpen a pencil. You know what I mean? You can, you can get down to the nitty gritty and get into like the compounds of different leads and the hardness and the softness. So you can, you can understand all that. Yeah. But when it comes game time and you actually just sit down to a blank piece of paper, yeah. Can you, as a as an artist, amateur or professional, get those out? Accomplish that. And I'm gonna. We're just gonna reinforce this over and over again. Create a ritual. Mm-hmm. Create something for yourself that will uh, um, provide you um, a catalyst to, to get that energy that you need to perform for that day. Yeah, it's it's huge. Now, what about time of day? What do you what do you think is the best time for your rituals? Do you find that you can that like you have more energy in the morning or night or, or noon? Th- well, it, and, and this is in this particular case, let's just talk about drawing for yourself or painting for yourself. Yeah, it's it's such a personal level, um, and it, it's something that I feel like people need to be honest with themselves in order to really truly understand it and try it out. You know, because mm-hmm. I I feel like a lot of times we're predisposed to from just being kids the vast majority of us were like we're gonna stay up super late you know so that's how we kind of like progress into these night owl people that stay up to all hours in the morning and i definitely was for the longest time i would love to just stay up until two or three in the morning drawing and that was a good energy for me but then i had a shift for me it was when i had kids and um when my oldest started waking up he would wake up at like four and I would change him, get him breastfed, and then put him back to sleep. But then by that time, I was awake. So I found five in the morning was like a perfect time for me to just take this alone time. It was quiet. I had my space set up, and I could just jump into it. And it was really rewarding for me. So I, for me, a lot of times, if I can, if I can beat everyone else to be awake mm-hmm. and start my day off that way, I love it. Yeah, I found that too. And I know there are people that are night owls. I think Mo that works here, I think she does a lot of her drawing mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the challenge of getting to that nine o'clock spot. Because that's mm-hmm. when I, nine o'clock's realistically, if I was going to draw at night, that's when I can. Mm-hmm. Getting to that spot without all the distractions keeping me from sitting down. That's, oh, yeah. I don't know how many times I've like, and I use this workout routine. We say I'm going to run on Mondays and Tuesdays, mm. and you're like, Monday I'm going to run. Okay, I'll run after that. Okay, I'll run after I have lunch with you. Okay, well I don't want to run now because I'm too full. And you right. keep putting it off, putting it off, and it never happens. Oh yeah. You know, so I think you know, yeah, 
having, I think, time of day, you, you take that into consideration. Yeah. I think a good environment, um, something that something that, that, that lacks tension in the room itself, how yeah. things are placed, and then having tools that work that you can that are reliable. I think that's also kind of important. You know, think about what you're using. If 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 the workflow gets interrupted by tools that don't work, mm -hmm. then I think that can break your energy and pull you out of that moment. So oh, yeah. things that could pull you out of the moment, for instance, like, you know, we, we, we do digital. We do a lot of digital. Oh, yeah. If you have to sit down and wait for um, a driver to reload, Oh yeah, <laughs> that pulls you out of the moment. If you have to wait for Windows to restart, that pulls you out of the moment. Sure. If you know, if you sometimes your presets get deleted, and you've got to go through and set up all your presets again, that pulls you out of the moment. Yeah. So you know, as a painter, you know, did you clean your palette the night before? Did you did you prep for the day? Are your brushes new? Have you been have you been using the same brush for so long that it doesn't have the body that it used to have? Yeah. You know, go out and spend a couple of bucks and get get what you want to keep your workflow correct. So yeah. avoid all these things that are going to pull you out of the ritual. Because once the ritual starts, you don't want any distractions to pull you away from it. Yeah. And as even so, too, sometimes it's good to have things that you can be like, all right, if X and Y happen, then I'm going to do Z. You know? Yeah, have like, a fallback or something. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, this, this is my power track. So you put on this particular music to kind of reset you, or you light incense, or you go make a cup of coffee. So we... We have rituals already in our life that we don't think much about. We have death rituals. We have the funeral, the procession, uh, the process of grieving. We have marriage rituals, you know, whether they're religious or whether they're more of the Wicca route or whether it's just the old courthouse, you know. Mm -hmm. But we already have these rituals in place um, in our life. So it's not anything new we're suggesting. And the whole point of a ritual um, is really to relieve anxiety uh, and have a impact on your thoughts, your feelings, and your behavior to create that good energy. Mm. Is that about right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, for me, with the the ritual plays into the energy. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that I feel a lot of artists are. That that's kind of what drives us. I think so. so. That's why we do what we do. Being able to kind of take your environment and make it as we take waves of energy and explain them on paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you want to take us out? All right. Well, that was another episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Hold on. I want to see this real quick. Can you can you hear that on the tape? Oh, yeah. When I do my Walter Cronkite, oh, like my notes right there. Those are my notes. Those are my official notes for the podcast. <laughs> anyway, take uh, us out, John. You can find us on www.bastardsart.com. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. And don't forget to go to iTunes and leave a comment or rate us. I noticed the other day I typed in Bastards and we were one of the first to come up, so that's exciting. Oh, cool. We're actually moving up in the ranks a little bit. Yay. And the biggest thing about this is it'll help share our message. Mm -hmm. And that's what we'd like, we'd like to do. Yeah, let us know your feedback just so we can kind of keep adjusting what we're doing. Thanks, guys.